Okay, today's stuff is stuff nun aleph, and again a few lines down at the next mission. This is halacha bet. So we're talking about that uh, you to make a shituf. Sorry, to make a eruv tchum, you place particular food at a location, and that works. The question is, what is this shiur? What is the bet seudot that we need to do? So to make your eruv tchum to lay to walk further in one direction of the city. Now, so there's a few opinions. First is mazon shtei seudot lekolechad vechad. So whatever two meals is, however, that would be That's the Ibrahim Meir. Meaning the meal that you would have during the weekday, that's how we assess it, not with the meal you have on Shabbat. Rabbi Yehuda says, opposite, the meal, type of meal you have on Shabbat, but not on the weekday. And Elu, the Elu, both of them are intending to be makil in their assessment. I'm not going to explain it much deeper than the way I've explained it, because the Gemara explains it slightly differently. I think you're familiar with it if you've learned this Mishnah and Gemara before. In Bavli, that is. But in any event, what they're both saying is each of them, their shear is trying to say a smaller shear. So obviously, when it comes to Rebbe, Rebbe Meir, the Mazonol Lechol would be smaller, where according to Rebbe Yehuda, the Mazonol Shabbos would be smaller. Okay? In the past, I'm sure, okay, I'm probably saying too much, but already in the past, I'm sure you've understood it referring to the actual full size of the meal. During the weekday, you only have two meals, um, but on Shabbos, the meals are uh, tastier. So the question is, what are you having more of? And that's a debate. Okay, Rabbi Yochanan ben Broca says, basela. So I've got you on the sheet here what it means. What it means, let's just understand the words first and then we'll go through the maths. Pundion, meaning the size of two sodas is the size of a loaf that can be purchased with a pundion. Pundion is a type of coin. When four ser of flour is purchased with a seller. Seller is another type of coin. So unfortunately what we have is we've got a number of different um denominations and another shear as well that we need to do conversions with. So let's try and first understand what a seller is. So, cause there's, cause let's just start on the far left and progress rightwards. That's kind of a way the Prussian do it. So a dinar is six maot and a ma is two pundion. That means a dinner itself is 12 pundion. Okay. I'm just progressing down this very, this side very quickly. And since a seller is four dinar that we, now we know a seller is 48 pundion. Now, why, why did I do that? Because I'm trying to convert the left side to the right side, so I've got the same side, uh, um, the same um, denomination of coin. Because on the right side of the page, we said kikar pundion, we've got four seah seller, but what's that in pundion? So now we know that four seah purchased would would be purchased with what seller? What's that mean? That's forty eight pundion. Okay, let's move to the right. How much is a or a four seah? Because ultimately, we want to get to the size of a beta. That's a denomination we want to achieve, uh, get to. So a say is six cub, which means four say is 24 cub. Okay, great. So I now know that a 48 pundion purchases me 24 cub. That's the time we're talking about. Okay, that's the, that's the going rate. So if that's the case, pulling both together, you can see I'm moving down to that box there. 48 pundion is 24 cub. That means one pundion would buy me a half a cub. And I need to know that because I got to the pundion because one kikar is purchased with a pundion, as we said on the right side of the page. So with that knowledge now, now knowing that a punyon purchases a half a cup and a cup is, cup is 24 beitza, that means our loaf, our kikar is 12 beitza. That's why I've got it marked in red. And that's going to be important later, the part that's marked in red. But at the moment, what that effectively means, our, the, the shear of the eruv of our tusodot is 12 beitza. That's what we get to. That's shitat Rabbi Yochanan Mabroka. Zedah? And Reb Shimon Omer, let's, I'm going to skip a little bit on the page and drop down to Reb Shimon. Reb Shimon's, his conversion is going to be a, a, quite a bit easier. 
He says it's shteyadot lekikar. It's actually the shear is shteyadot means two thirds. So two thirds is so shteyadot lekikar means our our shear of the is our two thirds if you like is going to be two thirds of a kikar. Well, how much is a kikar? That's when you can get shalosh where three kikarot is one kav. Mishalosh lekav. Let's do the conversions again. If three kikarot is one kav, that means one loaf, one kikar, because I'm trying to get the the um, denominations of quantities right on both sides of the page once again. That means one kikar is a third of a kav. And before we said a kav is 24 beitza, so I've highlighted in red, it's going to be important for later, that one kikar is eight beitzim. Okay? Just for contrast for later on, up above, if you saw Rabbi Yochum Bumruka says a kikar is 12 beitzim. But that's not important for this minute. It will be important for later. Now that I know where kikar is to eight beitzim, my shear for my... Um, for, for, for this tchum, is two-thirds of the kikar, which means, effectively, let's just skip a few steps as I've jumped down, that means two sort of is five and a third beitzim. So that's the difference in the shiurim. According to Rabbi Yochanan Bruka, his shiur for the um, for the Eruv, Eruv tchum is 12 beitzim, and Rabbi Shimon's is much smaller than that, as I see, is actually five and a third beitzim. Okay. And fine, again, you probably remember what the Gemara does with that in the Bavli, but here the Yerushalmi does it differently. So again, you have to just sort of clear your mind a little bit. Let's continue. Then it says, Chetzia. So having, now we know the size of a kikar, not the size, because through the process, we've determined what the size of a kikar is, and we've also determined what the size of, of, of the, um, of the, the shituf, not the shituf, I can't say shituf, but the Eruf Tchum is. For your benefit, they kind of align together when it comes to Rabbi Yochanan Debruka. However, just so you're so you're aware, when it's Rabbi Shimon, well, a kikar is eight beitzim, but he only required two thirds of that for Ashituf. So don't don't go, don't mix the two together. But now what we're doing is we're saying, okay, now I know the size of a kikar. Then what is um? Uh, what what that shiur chetzia is for beit menuga? What's chetzia beit menuga? Now this is important for the laws of tzarat. If someone walks into a house, a beit menuga, I mean a house that has tzarat, or th- kelim or anything that he has, it, they go inside. It's metame babia, means he's going inside has become tame. However, if he is wearing clothes and he walks in, this is based on psukim. When he goes in clothes, then it only becomes tame their clothes if he's there kedei achilat. Well. This pras, this half of this half a loaf. Okay? So that's why I'm saying chetzia, how much is that pras? How much is that um that shiur? Well, that is you have to understand because both according to different shit we say in our Mishnah, according to Shimon, it's eight beitzim, and it sounds like according to Rabbi Yochanan Bruker, it's twelve beitzim. That's what it sounds like. Okay. Um and then it says the chetzia chetzia meaning chatzi pras. Because a pras is a half loaf, so chatsi, so chetzi chetzi is chatsi pras. That's kadei lifsolat agvia. What does that mean? Now, what that means is if someone eats tamer food, normally eating tamer food doesn't make you tamer. Because again, another way to become tamer is a human being becomes tamer is from an avatuma, from a source of tumor. That's how you become tamer. Food itself is generally not an avatuma. Well, sorry, not generally. It isn't an avatuma. It's either rishon or sheni. So the, but however, if someone eats a chatsi pras, meaning of this kikar, then he would be, so he'll become a sheni latuma. Sheni latuma in the sense that he would make pasal truma. Okay? Pasal truma because 
let's just go through the laws of Tum, Tum and Ta'ar again. We've just got this a quick rundown. You have an other Tum at the top, or a Viavod is really at the very top. That's a corpse. But let's make it simple. A source of Tum is Ava Tum, say Sheretz. That can be Tama, a person, Kalim, all these other things, anything pretty much, food, drink, anything susceptible to Tuma. That would make it a Rish on the Tuma. A Rish on the Tuma can only make Tama food and drink. And that would make it a, let's go down, a second degree, a Shein Latuma. A Shein Latuma can only make Tuma. Okay? Now, why is it that the Chachamim said if someone eats his Chatsi Pras, a significant amount of Tama food, it makes him a Shein Latuma? Because the concern is that he might eat Tama food in the Shein Latuma alongside truma at the same time a coin might end up doing that and it'll end up eating the that food itself without making time of the truma so therefore the chachamim says that if someone eats a, uh, again this chatsi pras of, of time food it will lift solat like makes a machine the truma and that way we'll never run into that problem because the coin's not going to ever want to eat time because he doesn't want to make a machine the truma okay right clear that's the mishnah um, it's important to remember we're talking about Tumantari here because that's again going to, going to be important soon. Let's look at the Gemara now. Rebbe Meir Meir Bechola Delate Le Maluk. Now, let's try and understand how the Rebbe Meir Rebbe Rehuda, both of them talked about is it meals of Shabbos, is it meals of the weekday? But it says in Gemara, it says, they're trying to both be lenient. So Rebbe Meir says, Bechola, we go by the cheer that one has during the week. Because he doesn't have much to eat along with his bread. So that So therefore he's going to have less bread. So this is really important because again, there's a difference where you learn in the Babli or where you may have learned it uh, the Mishnahs. Actually, not maybe in Babli, but just in different Farshim explain this. But the Rukhain says clear in Yushami as follows. You don't eat a lot of food. It, meaning along with Pat. Therefore, they wouldn't really just eat bread in its own. They'd only have bread along with other food. So there was Shabbat, yes, however, therefore, since you don't have many things that to add to your bread, therefore, you're going to have less bread. Or the Shabbos, that you've got so many other types of foods, to put on your bread, you've got your herring, you've got your hummus, you've got all these other things, then we say you'll end up eating more bread. Hilkach, therefore, but Eruv Mekilim, therefore you go by the Mazon Lachol, but specifically, Muvad Mazon Shtezod, ain't Mesharm Lefi Kola Seuda. So we see here, Konyashalmi, it's not referring to your entire meal, but rather, Ella, Ba Imbala Niach Pat Meniach Kafishiur Patshe Besuda. They're talking about the bread component of the Seuda, that's what we're measuring. Because again, the way the Yerushalmi is explaining it here, he says, oh, why does Rebbe Meir say it's smaller during the week? Because you've got less things to malap at your pot, therefore you're going to have less pot. It's not talking about the size of the meal, it's talking about less pot. So therefore we're looking at the pot, meaning the bread size, that's what Rebbe, that's what the Yerushalmi is focusing on. However, let's continue. You've got now, Shir Rebbe Huda says, Bechola, delate le malochal. Rebbe Huda says quite the opposite. He says, during the week, since you've got less to eat, Therefore, you're going to ochel pita sagi. You're going to try to fill yourself up more on bread. So you're going to, have to end up eating more bread, whereas on Shabbat, when you've got more other things, you're going to have less bread along with it. So again, you understand here it's referring to the actual, the bread component of the meal. Okay, not necessarily the full meal side of things, which again, I'm, I don't, I'm sure we've been mentioned this before, it sort of looked at the entire meal. Um, just to be a benefit, the way you may have learned in the past, is a Rebbe Meir said, since you've, since you've got two meals during the week, during, generally during the week, you'd eat more in each meal, whereas on, um, whereas on Chubbs you've got three meals, therefore, let's say on average you'd eat less, make it easy to say on average. 
Um, whereas, uh, whereas Rabbi Huda said, no, because since it's, food is more, more delicious on Shabbos, it's nice. You'll end up eating more on Shabbos despite the fact there are more meals. And, but again, your Shabbos is literally, as we're seeing here, focusing on the bread component, not the entire meal. Okay. Now, if you look at this bright, the bright says as follows, Vatanikan, Provim divrim liot Shabim. So the way to understand this piece is it's what the, um, Gemara is saying is that both Rabbi, Rabbi Yochanan Mabruka, and Rabbi Shimon Akrovim are very similar in this year. So the Gemara says, Itachami, which is like Tashma. Like, what are you saying? Let's come and see what's going on here. Ahan avad igula tre asar bein. Based on a maths before we saw, so Rabbi Yochanan Mabruka says, how much is a kikar? Ikar is 12 beitza. Okay? But Rabbi Shimon says, Vahen avad igula tamne the Temahachim and Rabbi Shimon, the bread component, not the shear of the uh, Eruv Tchumen, but the bread, the size of a kikar is eight beitzim. So how can you say the Krovim, Eluk Le'elu, that the, the shittas of Rabbi Yochanan Mebruka and the shittas of Rabbi Shimon are close? The size of um, Rabbi Yochanan Mebruka is 50% more than the size of Rabbi Shimon. So what's a brighter saying, Krovim Elu Lidivrei Elu, that they're so close to each other? So the Gemara says, Se, uh, Rav Huna says, Se mehen shlish which means as follows. Since what Rav Huna is, since what we see here is that when, when Rav Yochanan presented the shit, he says, Mikikar Pundion, meaning the, the a bread that you can buy with a Pundion. But the, a, a baker or a shopkeeper is not going to sell, uh, dollar for dollar. I mean, he has expenses. He has the baking, the grinding cost. He needs to make a profit. So really, You've got to, he will, if you're looking at Shirim, he will deduct at least a third of that for his expenses and profit. Okay. Or let's call it his revenue. And therefore, um, not revenue. Sorry. That's it. Like, yeah. Sorry. For his expenses and profit. No, revenue is something else. Okay. I'm not going to confuse it now, but it's, it's, it's essentially it's here. So we say, and therefore, really the Kikar, even if you're going to buy it for a Pundion, you've already deducted a third. So according to him, the Kikar is a eight beta. Oh. So that's exactly krovim eilul and eilul, because then Rabbi Yochanan's size of a of a loaf is not twelve beitzah; it's really eight beitzim, which is exactly the same as the shear of 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 Rabbi Shimon, who also says kikar is eight beitzim. So krovim divrei eilul divrei eilul, meaning they both pretty much got the same shear when it comes to the size of a of a kikar a loaf. But again, to be super clear, in our Mishnah, obviously the cholik even if they're the same size. Because again, it's according to Rabbi Shimon, it is a um, it is two thirds of a kikar for the tchum, for eruv tchum. Okay, but the size of a kikar is identical. Now, this is an important rebbeim that I want to go through with you, and he says as follows: Rabbi Yochanan broke a One second, I'll skip down a little bit. The kasha. This is in the. He says into the dibur matchil, which is semehen shlishliyetzia. The first part I just explained outside. The kasha lefizia harishavim divrei legamri. If you're saying that according to now Rabbi Yochan, when you deduct a third, the size of a kikar is eight beitzim, what do you mean krovim divre elu divre elu? They're identical. Kikar is shmona beitzim and a kikar is shmona beitzim. They're the same. They're not krovim. They should say they exactly they hold the same shear of a beitzah. The Yeshlomar says, Shani chenvani. Because the chenvani is different. Because that mistah keri only profits el karov lishlish. It's not exactly a third. It's close to a third. Give or take a bit. That's a machok in the Mishnah. The Rabbi Yochanan, or the brighter really, Rochman Brukha Meshe'er B'Kikar Shel Chetzi Kav Menachem Menu Chenvani Yetziah. Or the Rabbi Yochanan Meshe'er B'Tchila B'Shlish Kav Muduyak. Meaning they're crawling the very Elu La Elu, because Rabbi Shimon is exactly Shmona Beitz. 
Whereas Rabbi Yochanan would be maybe a little bit more than a beat, a shmona beatsim. However, the, now, this is an important piece because if you learn the Gemara, as in Bavli, you'll see, you'll pick up on this point because here it seems to be doing something completely different then. Because it's Gemara Bavli, Parich, Od, one second. Akati Hefresh Rav Because we've just compared the difference in the size of a Kikar. But the sa- difference in size of the shear, um, of the shear, uh, shear for the air of tchum, for the food you need to place there, is still massive. Here, because Rabbi Yochanan is Shmona Beitzin, whereas Rabbi Yochanan, Shimon, uh, Reb Shimon is actually a third less, which is five Beitzim. So how can you say, Krovim Elu Ledivre Elu? Daha Reb Shimon Mazon Shteisor Enu Kikar Shalem El Shteyadot Mim. There's only two thirds of it. That's Shmona Beitzim, Beitzim Meshlish. Or Rabbi Yochanan Mebruka Mazon Shteisor is Shmona Beitzim. And what, is the, what does the bubbly do there? The bubbly actually says, no, 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 no. We don't deduct a third for the expenses. We deduct a, a half of the expenses. So that brings down to six pates. And that's the way the bubbly resolves it. However, the Yerushalmi doesn't do that. The Yerushalmi stops and is satisfied that the size of the kikar is similar, even if there's a big hefresh between the size of what the amount of food you need to set aside for an air of tchum. So he says, Yerushalmi understood that the brighter, when it says, is not talking about the shear for an Eruv Tchum. Rather, it's talking about the shear for what? For the Elul in Yantuma. Because if you recall, the end of the mission that was talking about, that was based on the size of a Kikar, not half the size of what you need for your Eruv Tchum. But rather, it was the size of a kikar. So, in other words, when it says krovim elu divrei elu, the Yerushalmi Masachzana Bright is not talking about elu regarding erev tchum, but regarding the size of a kikar, because we're interested in that year for the laws of Tumantara, either the bait menuga or lifsolat agviyah. Okay, that is that is a that, that's that. Right. Okay. Rabbi Yossi Barbon says nafik leile ila nachtuma kahadad ravhuna v'lechud kahadad kenchura. So, therefore. Um, talking about fixing the markets, Rabbi Yosef Rabun says that Nafak Lele, he told the Nachtuma that what you can do, if you want to calculate expenses and costs, you can add a third based on the shear we just said in the Gemara. Rabbuna said, now it's That's how you can, how much you can mark it up for your expenses and profits and things like that. Okay? Let's, um, let's now learn the next mission. This is Halacha Gimel. Anshi Chatzar Vanshei Marpeset so here we're talking about, again, Anshechatzer is people live on the bottom floor, okay? And above them is another story. And we've said before that that was, we discussed an aliyah, meaning, again, it has its own access. It doesn't include through the house. It's not an attic in the traditional sense. And before I said to you before, sometimes you can have many, many houses on, on that floor up above. And that's referring to, it really, that is this case here, which is Anshemir Peset. Anshemir Peset means on the top floor, you might have many aliyot, many apartments, if you like, on the top floor, and opens up to its own independent shared space. So the, it's like, it's almost like a chatzar shalitnei, like a chatz, two chatzar at one lifnim and one lifchutz. But here we've got one on top of the other, effectively, and the people in the Bar Peset, yes, they have to go through the chatzar to go out to Rishos Arabim, but they've got their own shared space above, and the chatzar below has their, the Anshei Chatzar have their own shared space below. Okay, so like two floors like that. Now it's important to appreciate here that where that the assumption is that the Anshi Chatzir made of Arab Chatzaris together and Anshi Mirpeset made their own Chatzir, uh, Arab Chatzir together. That way the Anshi Chatzir are allowed to carry in their Chatzir and the Anshi Mirpeset or the Aliot and Mirpeset are allowed to carry in their space together as well. Okay, um, now 
despite the fact that Shmei Pesach have to go through the Chatzar to get the Rishasarabim, it doesn't impact them. Why? Because that's Regel Hamuteret bin Komo. If you recall, if you recall according to Chachamim, because they're Mutar to carry in their own space on Shmei Pesach, the fact that they have right of passage through the Chatzar doesn't impact anybody, doesn't ruin it for them. Okay, so quite clearly, Anshemir Pesach can carry there, and Anshemir Chatzar can carry down below. Okay, however, and we say Shachel Velo Irvu, but they didn't combine together to make Erev Chatzar together, which would have been much better, but they didn't. So therefore, they can't, uh, so therefore they can't carry between the Chatzarot. So what do we say? Let's say you've got a, like a, a pillar or post that's in the Chatzar itself, but it's more than 10 Tfachim high. And it's close to the Merpesa. So therefore, it's it's not so Noach Latashmish for the Chatzar, but it is Noach Latashmish, if you like, for the Antrim Merpesa. Antrim Merpesa use it. They place things on it. So in that situation, we say that um, anything above 10 Tfachim, well, that's really Mutar to the Anshe Merpesa. Anything below that would be Mutar la Anshe Chatzar. Okay? Similarly, Chulia Tabor Vasel, if you've got a, like a hole or a well of some sort, and there's Chulia around it, so there's a high wall around it, also a cellar, if the Gwon Asrat Fachim, if it's close to the Marpeset, then it will be, if it's, uh, and it's taller than 10, it's Noach Tashmish for the Marpeset, it goes to them. Pachomikam Bidchatzer. Gemara says, Vamed, Vamamorim, when do you say this? That's Besmucha. That's when the post or the, or the rock or the like are close to the Marpeset. If it's so far away that it's not useful for the Anshem Rapeset anymore to actually place things on it, even if it's that ten fachim tall, it would go to the Chatzar, belong to the Anshem Chatzar, meaning they would be able to use it. Now, we're not talking about ownership here. We're talking about simple usage, and that's the point that Gemara is going to pick up on. Let's continue. What's considered smucha? What's considered close? The Mishnah asks, that's kosher in rucha arba tfachim. That's as long as it's within four tfachim. Within four tfachim, not very far. Four tfachim. Um, from the wall, it's, you know, what is it? About um, something like, uh, say, 24 centimeters, or something like that. Then it is, that is considered Noach Tashmish for the Anshay Marpesa. Okay. Now they're going to ask the following question. I don't understand. The post was constructed in the Chatzar. Who does the post belong to? Even if it is Tent Fachim Hall, tall, it belongs to the Anshay Chatzar. Meaning if Anshay Chatzar wanted to cut it down, they could. And if the Anshay Marpesa wanted to build on it, they wouldn't be allowed to. It belongs to them. So why then in our Mishnah are we saying that if it's sent to hall tall and close to the Marpeset, it's Latashmish Anshe Marpeset. The Gemara says, Amar of Yoron Zotomer Churvat Ruven, Betoch Chatzar Shimon. The Churvat Ruven is in the, in the property of Shimon. The Shimon Mishtamesh, but Shimon uses it. Kemishi Shelo. So what does this mean? Rirab Chaim, it's really important, Rirab Chaim, he says, he says, the Engezel B'Shabbos. Engezel B'Shabbos doesn't mean you're allowed to, you know, the courts are closing and start stealing people from people. No, it doesn't mean that. Meaning, when it comes to Hilchat Shabbos in terms of ownership of location, things like that, we don't go, we don't go who the true owners are for, for usage of Shabbos. Who uses it? Why? Since the Churvat Ruven is in the property of Shimon and Shimon uses it, we say that Therefore, the Shabbos, since his Tashmish is for Shimon, even though Ruben might actually physically own it, it's considered within the Rashut of Shimon as if for laws of Shabbos for carrying and not Shimon. So to Anshe Marpeset, meaning because Anshe Marpeset utilized this post or pillar on uh, normally, even though, yes, 
Physically, it is owned by the Anshei Chatzar. Pechat Shabbos, we don't go who the owner is. We go by the Shimush to know whose Rishut it is for the laws of Shabbos, not necessarily ownership. That's quite the important Kiddush of the Sukkot. Okay? Now we say, Pshita Adamilta Lazer Petach, Lazer Petach, Shneim Asurim. I understand, I mean, for example, Min Habayit Shebein Shtei Chatzarot. I know from the case we learned previously about that storeroom that was in between two chatzar, if you talk, if you remember before, that had a pile of wheat. And there's a door opening to each, from each of the chatzarot. Since this is an area that is mishtamesh normally by both chatzarot, if you recall, if the, the only time that they, they could take from it is if the pile of straw was in the middle, was, was making a mechitza. If it was lower than that, we said, no, they can't use it. It's a, another shared domain. So I know that's the case. If the petach is there, petach is there, it's fine. However, what if What if they're both usage of this chatzar, of this space, is not equal in terms of convenience? One is bezrika, one would have to throw it to reach there, and the other one would have to be shilshul, would have to lower things down to reach it. So Shmuel says, shilshul mutar, shul kedarko, because lowering things down, that would be the simpler way of doing things. So therefore, it's noach tish for them. So that will be assigned for their reshut, but for Shabbos that is. But Azrika, the, the Rashut that has to throw things up would be Asur. Why Sha'inu Kedark? Because that's a normal, not the normal way of doing it. So in other words, it's much more Noah, Tashmish, for the people and Shishil Shul to lower things down onto this shared domain. So you can imagine, if you like, before we redress our Mishnah, you've got, uh, you see, some see this in Beit Shemesh. You've got a property that is, you know, we're built on a mountain here. So you've got a property that's lower down, a property up above. And sometimes halfway between the two properties, even though there's a vertical wall, a retaining wall, there might be a reshut somewhat in between, like a step in that retaining wall. Okay. And is it for for the house below, it would be Derek Zurich, you'd have to throw things up to reach it. And that the reshut above would make use of it much in a simpler fashion, but lowering things down into it. So the question is for Shabbos, Again, we're not talking about ownership, what the, you know, what's on the tabu, what's the, what, what the Iriyah says, who it belongs to, because that's not relevant for here, if you recall, for Shabbos. We're talking about Tashmish, who's for Hilchat Shabbos. So, going to Shmuel, Derech Shilshul. Now, um, it's, uh, it's, uh, sorry, it's the, 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 the Rashid above. Harar Rav Amar Lo Asa Klum, meaning, meaning, it doesn't make a difference. It doesn't, in other words, just like if you've got, equal access to doors to this shared space that both us are without an So too, if it's, even if it's offset in a way that one is Derech Zurika and another one Derech Shilshul. But the Gemara is obviously going to, we're going to, we're going to stop here, but we can see where this Gemara is going because our mission is Cholek. Because we just said, if it's above 10 Tfachim from the ground, uh, well, I'll just read a bit, Mitha Pligal Rav, because we said, if it's above, that if it's above 10 Tfachim from the ground, this, uh, so, so I should say it's ten fachim tall, the pillar, then it goes on Shemar Peset, which seems to support Shmuel, which is Derech, because it's for them, it, the axis is simpler by Derech Shushu, lowering things down, than Shei Chatzel that have to like throw things up to reach it. Um, again, but that's what we'll discuss in Mr. Shemin tomorrow's Dashir. All right, Kol Tov, have a good day, everyone.